Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. And today we have a very special guest, and his name is Peter Yanis. And then we're going to talk about what God is doing among minorities in the United States. This is a big subject, but I'm so glad that we serve big God who can do all things for his name, for his glory. Now, Peter um, serves as executive director of Asian American Relations and Mobilization at Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee. So let's welcome um, Brother Peter. Hello, Peter. How are you? How are you, Sammy? Thank you. Thank you for having me today. And it's a, it's a joy to just share um, you know, this ministry with you today and uh, praying that we will be a blessing to those who are listening right now. Well, joy and honor is mine. It is so good to, it was very good to see you in person a few weeks ago in Richmond, Virginia, but it is, uh, it is a great blessing for me to have you again in this podcast interview. And uh, when I was hearing your story, when we were meeting in Richmond, I feel like, you know, I do not want to hear myself alone. I wanted to share uh, through this YouTube and uh, Spotify that more people would hear God's story through you. So I'm very excited to hear more of your story. So um, Peter, um, I want to start with the very first question. Would you introduce about your family? Yes, uh, thank you for, you know, it's great to start with uh, uh, sharing to you how the Lord blessed me with uh, uh, with a beautiful and uh, faithful servant of God. Uh, my wife, Irene, we were married for almost 27 years now. Uh, next month, we will be celebrating our 27th uh, year anniversary. And uh, the Lord blesses with two um, college students. Uh, one is graduating next, next month. Uh, his name is Christian. He's 22 years old. Christian Giannis. Uh, he, he attends uh, Bucknell uh, university in Pennsylvania, and uh, my youngest, we call, we, we name her Shekinah Faith, like Shekinah Glory. Uh, she's uh, 19, uh, 20 years old, and uh, she's sophomore at uh, Villanova University. Mm, awesome. Well, Peter, um, this is my favorite question. I always, whenever I meet with people, I ask this question, how did you come to Jesus Christ? So could you share with us how you come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, God is so gracious that, you know, the salvation and the eternal life, eternal life been extended to me. Um, I was uh, saved when I was 16 years old. This is in the Philippines uh, through a campus youth pastor uh, who patiently um, explained to me the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ uh, was offered, nailed down, nailed on the cross, and he died for my sin. And by faith, I, I received that eternal gift, eternal life of Jesus Christ. And everything, you know, God started writing his story through uh, through my life. So really, really grateful for that, uh, for that youth pastor that invested so much on me and discipled me and uh, where I am right now because of where I started and because of that discipleship piece been part of my life since uh, the beginning. Amen. Well, Peter, uh, I know you have a wealth of ministry experiences. So I know it's not enough time to just talk about what you have done uh, for the glory of God. But could you just share a little bit about your ministry background? 
Yeah, well, I, I mentioned I was saying that when I was teenager and uh, uh, one year of the discipleship, uh, then immersed to the Word of God and uh, everything that I needed to, to learn, everything that I needed to have early on in that first year. But, but guess what? The Lord used all of those. That first year, the Lord used it so that I will understand His His will, His very purpose for my life, and that is I wanted to really give my life uh, to Him in a full-time ministry. So uh, the following year, um, I went to Christian college and the, the seminary to prepare myself. And so that's my uh, formal training. And then went back to the local church where I got saved. And guess what? That same local church is the, the church that the Lord used me to pastor. So I had the privilege of even bringing my, my parents and the, my siblings to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And uh, I was the one who baptized them. And uh, you know, the next seven, eight years, um, I was their pastor before moving to Philadelphia from the Philippines. And so moving to uh, Philadelphia in 1998, my first 21 years uh, in America, uh, invested in Pennsylvania and South Jersey, Delaware, that tri-state area. And the Lord used me tremendously of starting a church uh, uh, there in the west uh, side of Philadelphia. And... Um, my wife is the choir director and music director for the next 11 years with me and had a chance of working with different ethnic churches. So that's where uh, all, all begun, you know, fall in love with ethnicity and diversity. And, and so become very much active with the Penn Jersey Baptist Convention. And the, they, they gave me all of the opportunity of, of different leadership capacity. I serve as a moderator with the largest uh, Baptist Association in Penn Jersey, that is, that is in Greater Philadelphia Baptist Association. And then I transitioned to serving as the very first ethnic pastor that served as uh, the president of the Baptist Convention of Pennsylvania in South Jersey. And this is during the time Johnny Hunt is the SBC president. And, and so it's, it's neat and special. Uh, but, but God is not done yet writing his story in my life uh, because the state convention um, asked me to serve with them and uh, as their ethnic strategist for all of our ethnic churches. Um, we have a lot of ethnic churches in Ben Jersey Baptist Convention, and it is uh, jointly funded with North American Mission Board, so I serve with them too as church planting catalysts uh, prior to this new role. And so God really prepared me um, ever since. You know, the day I came to know him in the Philippines and uh, served there for seven, eight years, and then came to Philadelphia and served there for the first 21 years and so this is my 22nd 23rd in america here in tennessee nashville tennessee wow wow that's amazing uh i've been in the united states uh almost 21 years as well i came from california area and then uh stayed in uh, kentucky for a little bit and then now i'm in uh, southern states so how did you feel about your transition from northeast in the united states and to the south yeah, that's uh, that's the, the challenging part. Um, you know, I've been in the Northeast region for for all of my life in America, and then transitioned to here in the South. But praise God, it's not deep South. And uh, actually, when we moved here last year, uh, transitioning to a new weather, new setting, and everything, um, maybe the, the challenging part. This is not the diversity, Nashville, and uh, not so many Asian American. Um, we, we don't have a Filipino church here or not so much with Asian American churches at the same time. So this is a challenging part, but, but God is so good because um, 
you know, through the ministry I have, I don't have to have ancient churches around me because this is what I do, um, you know, serving and uh, leading and impacting our Asian American churches throughout our Southern Baptist Convention. Great. Well, Peter, uh, earlier I mentioned briefly about your title as Executive Director of Asian American Relations and Mobilization. Now, could you explain uh, what, to us about what your role is and what you do? Dr. Ronnie Floyd, um, when he uh, took this new position as the CEO and the President of the Southern Baptist Convention, he, he wanted to be true and he wanted to reflect diversity within Southern Baptist Convention, but he wanted to really reach out to all of us, regardless of you know, uh, cultural background. He wanted every local church to engage in the SBC life and ministry. Uh, to, to fulfill that, Dr. Ronnie Floyd specifically or intentionally hired three uh, important uh, positions here in the office. So he created a new position uh, not only for African-American, that they will be represented and share leadership with Dr. Ronnie Floyd, but, but he hired also Hispanic-American and that he extended that to us, uh, Asian-American. And so um, I was given this new opportunity of serving alongside Dr. Ronnie Floyd as the very first executive director for Asian-American for SBC or Southern Baptist Convention Relations and Mobilization. And the, the main goal of this is, you know, uh, you know, I use three C's, uh, uh, three letters C, um, that I wanted every Asian pastor to be connecting uh, that never been happening in the past, regardless of their ethnicity, Asian ethnicity and cultural background. I wanted to see, you know, every Asian church to be collaborating. Uh, we haven't done that in the past. Uh, we always exist within our ethnicity, Asian ethnicity. If it's Filipino, you know, we work and serve and fellowship among the Filipinos, Korean and Chinese, they do likewise. But we wanted to see more collaboration for every Asian church to do that, to become missional. And, uh, you know, they have a way of sharing uh, resources and doing mission together with the different uh, Asian ethnicity. And, and uh, the third one, which I wanted to see uh, with this opportunity we have is uh, the celebration part. Uh, I think Asian American were positioned to were, were so uh, rich in history uh, with that, you know, diverse cultural background, immigration history and language, but we were uh, grouped together for a reason. That is the reason why we call ourselves Asian American Collective, um, a, a collection of different, you know, cultural differences and language, but we're all committed to the Great Commission. and. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, this position, we can make that happen. Um, it, it is extended actually not only for Asian American, but that's extended to all other ethnicities that never been represented here in the office. So because of my background in Penn Jersey, working with different ethnicities. And so Dr. Ronnie Floyd and Willie McLaurin, they're giving me most of the pride in terms of, in terms of diversity or other ethnic uh, minorities, so I, I get a chance of working of working with different ethnic churches uh, within our convention. So three main strategies: so connect, collaborate, and celebrate. Right? Mm -hmm. That's easy to remember. I think this is so great strategy that all 
uh, minority yeah. churches would be able to engage. So I, I have this line. I have this line. Every pastor connecting, mm. every church collaborating, mm. and then and then collectively all Asian Americans celebrating. Mm. Amen. I love that. That's great. Now, speaking of celebration, what can we celebrate for what God has done among minorities in the United States? We know uh, 2020 was very difficult and challenging year, but God is still doing amazing things. I know you've been in this position for a little over one year. You came in just when the uh, the break of this uh, COVID-19, but when you shared your story of what God has done, it just blew my mind when I was listening to it. So could you unpack some of those God's story that you have encountered for the past few uh, months? Yeah, the, 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 the first year, the first year of uh, serving with this uh, new role, a new position, um, the, the, the very first thing really I prayed to the Lord is, what would it take for all of us, not only Asian American, but other ethnicities too, come together, uh, regardless of our cultural differences or background, and we'll just concentrate and focus our attention to the, to the, to the Great Commission that we'll be, we will be faithfully uh, living the faith and sharing the faith of, of the goodness of Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, there is a project that I led, uh, I, I think this is in August last year, that would, well, let me uh, start there, uh, because I was given a chance to, to lead a project about uh, tracking diversity in terms of numbers uh, from 1990 to 2018 or to the current year. And, and, and we have three takeaways with that project. Uh, my dear friend, uh, uh, Minha, uh, who is the Global Research Manager at International Mission Board, is graciously enough of assisting me in providing all of this information because he's the president of the Research uh, National Fellowship among SBC. If uh, our uh, others don't know about that, we are, <laughs> all, all of our Asian leaders are positioned in a way that we can make a difference to the Southern Baptist Convention's life and ministry that never uh, been in the past. Uh, here's the big three takeaways. Uh, two in 10 congregations in SBC are ethnic minority. This is in 1990. Two out of 10. Fast forward to the, to the, to the current year, six out of 10 new congregation in SBC are ethnic minority. That's something to celebrate. Wow. That's something to celebrate. Um, and that's amazing because uh, uh, never happened in the past. Just, just making a good example, just one example, like North American Mission Board, they, they started new churches in, in the year 2020, 552 to be exact. Out of that 552, 62% out of 552 are ethnic minority. And so what we have discovered the number of churches and congregations since 1990 to 2018, or you will include 2019 and 2020, it is very consistent to what's happening to, to, uh, to, to the life and the ministry of North American Mission Board. And the same is true, I guess, with International Mission Board and other state conventions. So that's one thing that we need to be exact, <laughs> excited with. Uh, there's, there's diversity within Southern Baptist Convention. Well, let me say this too, that diversity is more than numbers. They represent people. They represent culture, uh, uh, people that need, needed Jesus Christ. So they represent all of us. And so 
seeing that progress, uh, I know there's there's a lot of things that we needed to address as, as a convention, but there's enough actually with the progress that we needed to celebrate too. So we, we needed a balance on that because we kept hearing all, all of those decline and and uh, all of those um, attention within our SBC uh, ministries, but there's so much actually good things happening that we needed to celebrate too. And so that's only one. Um, bringing to the Asian American collective with, uh, with the Asian American churches, we have over 2000 uh, Asian American churches. Uh, uh, currently we have eight organized Asian American network. And that been existing as, you know, 40 years old, 30 years old. In fact, the Korean council, um, your council, your, uh, our Korean National Fellowship will be celebrating their 40th this year. Hmong National Fellowship will be celebrating the 30th this year. And, and we, we, we never even highlighted them, not, not until I work in the office. And we, I, I talk about this all, all the time with, you know, Chinese, Korean, Vietnamese, Croatian, uh, Cambodian, Filipino. We have eight Asian National Network working and serving alongside with us, reaching their own people. Uh, they're people of 22 million. Uh, currently, you know, an estimate population of 22 million Asian American. It's huge. Wow. But, but here's another to be excited with, uh, Sammy. Uh, I'm working with our Burmese churches, uh, Burmese pastors. We have about 80 uh, Burmese churches in existence. And I, I've been, we're already on the second phase. Uh, in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to meet with the entire pastors and leaders, bringing them together for the first time. Here's what I found. They have numbers, but they don't have a network that they're connected or collaborating with one another or celebrate their ethnicity. This coming June here in Nashville during the SBC annual meeting, many of them will be coming for the first time during the annual meeting. And we're going to recognize them and helping them actually to form their very first uh, SBC Burmese Churches Network. And so that eight Asian organized will become nine and we're started already the next project. We're just combining uh, our churches from India, yeah, the Indian American, the South Asian, and, and, and the Pakistani Nepalese uh, churches that we have also within our come. So those are only uh, two highlighted that I see it, you know, uh, the progress and we, we needed to be excited. And let me add this one because it's worth uh, mentioning too. Asian ministries are now being highlighted in the SBC. Uh, I've been to a, a other state convention. One of the state conventions that I take pride of is your convention, North Carolina. Uh, there's many of you there working alongside Asian churches and Asian community. Uh, I can mention Texas, you know, SBTC, because they have Asian consultants from different region, uh, specifically for our Asian community. North American Mission Board are trying their very best to, to uh, you know, include Asians and different uh, ethnic minority in their leadership. Here's the thing, uh, last, last one that I'm going to mention, International Mission Board, you mentioned at the beginning that uh, we were there and I was blown away. International Mission Board, they had their own staff, Asian network, with all of the Asian staff are networking together and they're actually preparing next month for uh, uh, the Asian American the Pacific uh, Islander month, which is the month of May, right? So they were given a pass. This is for the first time. IMB is highlighting the past and the present Asian American 
uh, participation in the mission field. Mm -hmm. And that will be next month. And so we will be seeing more of that. And we're glad that in the state convention and then state level, local and national level, uh, what we're seeing, you know, opportunities for all of us, Asian American and other ethnic minorities uh, to take participation in the leadership, in the decision making, and uh, you know, we're being heard of how we can impact and reach our own people too. Wow, Peter, that is um, all glory to the Lord and praise the Lord. It's a long time prayer that we wanted to see. I wanted to see the um, mission field becomes mission force. And what you are saying is the um, it's becoming a reality. The mission field is no longer mission field. They become also a mission force that you just mentioned that our uh, Asian brothers and sisters are in the leadership role and they're not yeah. just uh, receiving things, but they're actively participating and doing missions together. So there's no one particular eth ethnicity in doing everything, but all of us are in this together uh, for the Great Commission. So thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for your leadership and thank you for being in that very important role to encourage and connect and collaborate and celebrate with other um, Asian churches. So thank you so much. Well, Pastor Peter, we know that uh, there's always exciting thing that we need to celebrate the Lord, but also we know that life happens and you know, we have challenges and uh, we've seen as Asians myself, I've encountered a lot of challenges, especially the recent um, anti-Asian hate crimes rising in the United States. And I'm sure that you know a lot of uh, some challenges the uh, Asian churches, minority churches have gone through because of COVID-19. And uh, so what are some challenges have you encountered among um, these minority churches? Yeah, no, let me... Um, um... Two things that, you know, at the top of my mind right away, but let me start with the, the, the first one. It's been already a challenge for many years. Um, in fact, there's study they did in the past that, you know, there's great exodus among our second and third generation, uh, not only to the Asian American, but all, all of the other ethnic uh, minority churches too. It is very concerning. Um, with the Asian American, 38% of our population belong to the second and third generation. And so if we will not do anything about it as a local church, as a leader, as a pastor, or as a convention, then we will be losing a lot of them, uh, not them going to an American churches, but them going back to the world or the world is the one in, in control of their lives. And so that's very concerning, the challenge is. So. But, but the, the blessing, too, is I'm seeing now our Christian leaders, uh, Asian uh, leaders for one, is that they're uh, addressing the, the need of uh, uh, integrating young and emerging leaders uh, with their churches and the, in their leadership. But I, what I wanted to see really is not only integrating them to the leadership, but I wanted them to, that, that they will be ready to share leadership among our young and emerging leaders. Uh, I've been around other, other state conventions already and meeting with young and uh, pastors. And, and um, it, it's sort of difficult, really. How can they impact or share leadership uh, from the second chair? So that's a question all the time. When the decision-making is happen, uh, it's only with our first-generation pastors. And a, a lot of times, too, Southern Baptist Convention in the past, our relationship is with a senior pastor. Mm -hmm. 
now we're changing that. So in our in our in our office here and with you and others, um, we we needed to change that narrative and to not only uh, give them an opportunity to share the leadership, but give them an opportunity to be heard. And that's huge for them. Their question all the time is, we wanted to be heard. We wanted to participate as much as we can because we know our, we know our generation. So that's, that's the challenge we have, but uh, I'm glad we're responding uh, responding well. And, and we're seeing a lot of Asian American in, in our uh, formal education in, in the seminaries and Bible colleges. But, but, but my prayer is the local churches, we don't just send out our, our young, potential leaders to the seminary for formal training. Uh, but, but my encouragement for all of us really is, you know, we're ahead of the curve, but we have a placement uh, for all of them. That, that, that the moment they graduate, you know, we will welcome them and help them to uh, be part of our leadership and be part of the ministry. So that's the very first thing. Uh, the second one is really um, more, more highlighted, you know, for, for the entire year. Um, you know, with that anti-hate and the, um, the, the spike in hate, uh, the spike in violence and discrimination among our people. I, I know that's already engraved in, in our American history, but it's uh, to a different, you know, to, to a different highlight uh, for a year now when COVID-19 started reaching the United States of America uh, and uh, because it all started in the city of Wuhan, then all of a sudden we were attached to it regardless. And so whether you're Korean or Philippine or Indonesian or Vietnamese, you're Asian, you're Chinese. Um, It's so difficult to convince them of, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, impacting lives and it's impacting, you know, all walks of life in in, in America right now, but we are not to be blamed. And so that spike in hate and violence and discrimination directed to Asian American community is very concerning to us. So we needed to really speak about it, against it, so that people will be aware of, people will be educated, people will be hearing it directly from us. And then we needed to do something about it. And I know when I said we needed to do something about it, then all of us will be uh, have a different, you know, responses to it. But at least we have to do something about it. And there's so many uh, Asian American organizations right now that bringing the uh, rising, you know, the uh, raising up, you know, the bar and awareness and doing something about it. And so let's find ways. Uh, how we can influence the people that God has given to us in our own responsibility and influence uh, to influence them and educate them and to respond well that will be honoring to God, uh, respond well that will would even uh, point them back to who was nailed on the cross and who was you know offered his life and his all for us and it is uh, Jesus Christ. My hope is with all of these challenges we have, is, um, you know, it will be an opportunity for us to share our faith because the, the only hope we have is really uh, what, what God through Jesus Christ can offer. Mm, amen. Well, I appreciate your Christ-centered approach. Uh, I know the polarization, division are everywhere, and uh, it's very easy to have a different opinion and even fight against one another. But as you mentioned, the connecting, collaborating 
um, celebrating are so important strategy, even if, especially these days that we need to connect one another. But I think the only connecting point is the gospel of Christ Jesus. Um, so we definitely need to preach to ourselves and preach one an- to one another so that we can uh, connect. Uh, my uh, personal ministry strategy, one of them is to connect first generation, second generation for the Great Commission. As you mentioned, it's a big challenge. Uh, I think it's everywhere. But I really do see that Christ-centered approach is really the only answer that we can truly see the reconciliation and true connection. So thank you so much for uh, your uh, approach and sharing about it. My last question for you, uh, Peter, is the uh, the resource. I know the, in America we have, some. someone told me that we have 90% of Christian resources of all around the world in our country, in this one country. But uh, the sad reality is we don't know where they are. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, even though there are plethora of information, but we probably know one out of million. So where can we find those resources? What, um, what are some helpful resources to understand minorities? Let's say um, non-Asians or non-minority uh, majority groups are watching this YouTube video as well. So for them, uh, what would be the good resources for them to understand about minority? And also, um, what are some good resources for minorities that they can step up and participate in their Great Commission? So I know this is a big question, but uh, yeah, please share some resources. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when it comes to resource, uh, of course, uh, you know, the best resource we have there is, you know, right, right there in your fingertips, uh, you know, the Bible, the scripture. It is very clear that, you know, God is teaching that we were created in the image of God. And, and, and through that, you will see value and God valued each of us. And uh, um, among all of his creation, uh, God, God um, gave his one and only son to us. And we're special. And he even, you know, uh, promised eternal life to those who, by faith, receive Jesus Christ. That is the best resource we can ever, no question about that. Nobody can question that. But here's the practical resource that I've been, I've been pleading all, all of our churches. And uh, ever since we, we hosted the prayer conference, um, when we heard the coronavirus as early as first week of February, because I have two sisters in Hong Kong, uh, residents in Hong Kong. So I've been uh, receiving updates from them. And so I shared to Dr. Rondi Floyd and leadership staff right away on the first week of February. This is even, you know, uh, we, we heard of it and uh, uh, known as COVID-19. And the following week of that is uh, we hosted per conference among Asian leaders. This is even, you know, it reached America and the per and the per item there is, you know, that the Lord will intervene in, you know, the covering in, in China. And we never even mentioned America because who who uh, who who knows? And we, we never imagined that it will reach <laughs> America. And um, and um, and the prayer is uh, another thing I think of that uh, you know we, we needed to be prayerful um, with this and uh, invoke God to intervene and help us with with, with this of a, a, a way of understanding. But but here's the practical side of it. That I, that I trust everybody will, will, will come to realize this. One of the best resources that I can think of, practical resources is this, to connect and build relationship to your neighboring ethnic mm-hmm. church 
Uh, nothing can replace a personal experience to encourage, That's good. to pray, and listen more. And, and so to our uh, leaders out there, if you really um, wanted to understand who we are as minority group, mm-hmm. the best thing and the best ever that you can do is find out who's among your neighboring ethnic churches. Call the pastor, connect with the pastor, build relationship to the pastor and his ministry. And I want you to listen more of their stories, of their immigration history, of how they, they made it to America and how they thrive in America. I think that's the best resource summit that I can think of for you and for them uh, to understand ethnic minorities. Not until you hear it yourself from them. You will never understand what we go through. Not, not until you meet them in person and eat, you know, uh, share meal with them. You will never have a chance of understanding what we think and how we live uh, trying to uh, assimilate in an American way of life. Uh, not until we do that and listen more to them. I think that's the best resource I can ever, uh, you know, um, uh, suggest than a book to read. Um, but, but here's a book that I, I, I really enjoy for the past several months um, because my next suggestion is do research. Do research about, uh, you know, cultural background. Uh, do research about re- religious background of different ethnic minority. Uh, do research about, um, about our immigration history, how we made it to America. Uh, do research about uh, all of this about ethnic minority. But here's my thing about reading books and reading online, but with caution. Because what I found out, there's so much resources there, but due to political rhetoric, you will find biases. And so that's my frustration really on some other Asian American context that you know, it, it becomes more, you know, political in nature. And instead of, uh, instead of bringing us together, the more it's dividing us. So if we will just concentrate on the pain and the suffering that we're dealing with, we will just, you know, concentrate on what, what needed to be done, steps that would practically address the need. Uh, we don't have to throw your, your you know, political affiliation and, and so on and so forth, because it doesn't really unite us. It, the more it divides us. Mm-hmm. So with this book, uh, uh, this, this is written by DJ Chu Wang. Maybe you have seen this one already, 2016, you know, Asian, uh, multi-Asian church. I, I like the first three chapters because on the first three chapters, um, when you do research, so just do the multi-Asian church by DJ Chu Wang. Because the first three chapters, he will mention the first chapter about the history and demographics of Asian American. Where are they now? Uh, how they're impacting, you know, the, the population of the United States of America. And then in the second chapter, he mentioned about the religious roots. Uh, because not until you understand, you know, our religious beliefs, then it will be difficult for us to uh, understand each other too. And then in the third chapter, he, he mentioned there about the overview of Asian American Christianity. Uh, those three chapters alone. Uh, it's so rich and so wealthy of information that I, I, I think it will be a good beginning to, uh, to understand, you know, uh, ethnic minority, especially Asian American. And, and to us, Asian American, we needed also to understand um, 
you know, understand our counterparts. Uh, I know there's so much pain on us. There's so much, uh, you know, what we go through and uh, there's discrimination, but we have to put it in, in a bigger context too, in a bigger picture. But that will not even, uh, you know, a reason so that they will dominate uh, us in terms of, you know, participation and enjoying, you know, what America can offer. But my point is, instead of reacting right away, I want you to put it in perspective that learn and learn and understand, you know, both sides. So then that way you will respond accordingly, uh, something that would, uh, you know, honoring uh, to, to, to God and honoring to the gospel. Because what we're looking here is the opportunity that we can share our faith and our faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, that's so good. Well, Peter, I really appreciate you mentioned about the, the best resource. The Bible is ultimately the best resource. And secondly, I want to reiterate that uh, the importance of meeting the ethnic minorities around us. Um, you know, whenever, whenever we think about resource, the book or online article comes up first, right? But actually, the best resources are just there on the street and uh, neighborhood, and we just need to reach out to them to get to know them. I think that's really the best way. But also, I want to uh, I want to say thank you that you mentioned about some really good practical resource uh, by DJ Chong. Uh, I would love to share the in the this interview link to him. Big shout out to <laughs> DJ DJ Chong. And uh, what's the title of the book, by the way? Because so, I want to put those information in the description uh, section so that people can access. Multi-Asian Church by DJ Chuang. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I messaged him actually, this is the uh, early part of last year or two years ago when it came out. And I said, oh, I'm reading your book. And he said, let, let me know how, how you find it. Uh, okay, that's good. <laughs> After reading it, I never had a chance of uh, getting back to him, but he is uh, time to time chiming in to our uh, SBC uh you know, virtual gatherings. So I really appreciate him and uh, and uh, how I wish, you know, he, he will do update with us because this is 2016. Uh, I know there's so much work to be done, but there's there's a lot there. But again, caution because uh, uh, a lot of resources there, but uh, you, you will see right away the biases. Mm. It will be great that, you know, with through you, Sammy and myself and others who are in the leadership, it would be great if we have a conversation like this right. and, uh, you know, uh, caution our, our people right away on the, you, you should know who's writing and what's the context, what's the background. Very important all the time because what we're getting into, you know, where they stand in terms of theology. And, mm. and so it's very important. Too. Right. That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Peter, for spending time with me and with us. And uh, um, love to see you again in person, Lord willing. So uh, I pray, I pray that the Lord would use this podcast interview. That um, whoever out there wants to know more about the Asian ministries, they can get some great information. But not just knowing about it, but they can really work together with uh, minority churches for God's glory. And also, uh, if minority brothers and sisters are listening or are watching this video, I hope that this would be a great encouragement for them. And if they want to get connected with you, uh, I, I'd love to see that because your number one strategy is to connect, right? So I hope that they can also connect with you. So uh, I will put uh, helpful information or link, link to Asian Collective and all those important resources on the description section below. So you can also uh, get access to those information. 
So thank you, uh, Peter, again for your time. And please continue to pray for uh, whoever watched this, watch or listen to this podcast so that they will be used by God for God's glory. Thank you, Peter, and God bless you. Amen, amen. Thank you, Sammy, for having me. And thank you for all, all of the things you do there in North Carolina. And uh, we're praying that, uh, you know, we're in this together. All we needed to do is connect uh, and collaborate and celebrate, you know, how God is uh, uh, faithfully uh, blessing all of us. Amen. Thank you.